and welcome to Tranquil Awakenings with me, Debbie Ison. On today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with my friend and colleague, Amy, all about energy clearance, whether that be in properties, when working with our clients, or with the therapeutic tools that we use, such as past life regression. So thank you ever so much for being here, Amy. Um, it's really great to see you again. So we've been working together now for about a year. Yeah. And I met you just prior to you starting your past life regression training with me. Yes. And you came for a past life regression session. Yeah. And we've discovered that over that time, we work quite well in an energetic sense. And we now tend to help each other out with energy clearance work, whether it's work on ourselves and each other or whether it's external work that we're called to do. So I wanted you to come here today, really, so we could have a chat about your personal journey as you've become more aware about energies and how to clear energy, and also the journey you're taking now as you're starting up your therapeutic practice. Yes, wonderful. Thanks for having me on the show, Debbie. Um, Yeah, so basically my um, journey with working with energy um, probably started from when I was a child, really. Um, I've always been uh, sensitive to energies, um, being an empath, I think I always naturally pick up on other people's energies, but I didn't really understand what that meant at the time. Um, but my work with energy really kind of started to get going when I moved to my new house. Um, and it became quite apparent that it was quite a active house energetically, um, so it was actually my daughter who um, sort of gave me the idea that there was something energetically going on in the house. Wow, what happened? Um, so she became really um, unsettled at night. Mm-hmm. Um, she was saying that she was seeing things at night time. She didn't feel safe in her bedroom. Um, she was really getting quite upset about going to bed and the whole idea of sleep. And she just wanted to be next to me and her dad in our room. She felt safe there. Um, and as, as you do as a mom, you know, you kind of, um, put it to one side and you sort of say, oh, it's okay. There's nothing there. And, um, you're okay. You're safe. Um, go to sleep. However, we always had a little knock on the door and she would always end up in our room <laughs> because she felt safe there. Um, and this probably went on for a, probably about a year, actually, because at that time I just didn't really have any idea of what was what was going on in the house. Um, and looking back now, it probably went on for a year longer than it should have done. Um, but actually, again, thinking back, it was probably one of my biggest teachers, actually, being in that house. And I've learned so much. So um, one evening, me and my partner were going out for a meal. Um, My mum was looking after the children and my mum is very spiritually aware. She's very sensitive to energies. Um, She put the children to bed. We came back um, and and she left and I got a phone call the next morning. And she sounded a little bit worried. And she said, Amy, there's, there's something going on in your house. And I was like, "Okay." And she said, I just got home last night and I just felt like I had to clean everything I just felt unclean I needed to have a shower I needed to wash my clothes and there was just something wrong and she said I woke up this morning and this word came into my head and she said it was portal she said I think you've got a portal in your house and at that point I was like absolutely 
gobsmacked because I had no idea what to do with that or where to start, basically. <laughs> um, so at that point, I'm, I maybe was a little bit more spiritually aware than I had been previously. And I'd been starting to use my uh, pendulum for, for dowsing. Um, I often use homeopathic remedies to treat myself and my mm-hmm. family and my pets. And I often use um, my pendulum to choose the right remedies. Brilliant. So I thought, um, you know, I'll maybe use my pendulum to try and find this portal, see where it is. Um, and I actually discovered that it was actually outside my daughter's bedroom. Wow. So all of the things that she had been claiming to see all started to make sense. Um, and to the point where she'd actually drawn pictures of these these things and... They didn't look to be very nice, if if I'm honest. Um, so I decided that I was going to try and close down this portal because clearly it wasn't bringing in very good energy. Um, so at that point, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew that if I had um, help around me, I had all my crystals around me, um, and with a lot of in, a lot of good intention. Um, and bringing in my guides, I could have a good shot at closing this portal down. So I did that, I tried it, and it seemed to work. Um, Since we found out that under our house, it's quite, as I said, it's quite an energetic house anyway, and since we found that underneath our house, we actually have three um, ley lines that cross at that exact point. So what does that mean? So uh, ley lines are energy lines, essentially. And at at the point in which they cross, um, it becomes quite a strong, potent, energetic point. And sometimes these portals can form where Mm -hmm. the ley lines cross over. And that's what had happened, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, And it just happened to cross over and our house was situated on top of it. Um, So... As I say, it was bringing in all these beings. It was bringing in probably high vibrational um, good beings as well, but my daughter was picking up on these not-so-nice ones. <laughs> and I remember we had a portal in our old house as well. Yeah. And it brought through some positive things. In itself, the portal we had was just quite a neutral portal. Yeah. But it depended on sort of always the mood of the people in the house, but also yes. in the area around us, the other houses. And we were quite susceptible then to things that were darker and not-so-nice coming through. And they would really unsettle everybody in the mm-hmm. house. And it took me quite a while to sort of cotton on to what was going on. Mm-hmm. And even now, there's any energetic imbalances. So I was like, oh, Pete's been grumpy. All the kids seem highly strung. What's going on? And it doesn't often occur to me straight away to think, is there something that's opened up in the property? Have they connected in with some sort of energies at school or in the environment that are not suiting them? And I'm getting better at it, but... It doesn't always occur to you because it's not something we're taught about in natural, normal, everyday life. We're taught no. about much more logical, rational explanations to things. Mm-hmm. So I think you did really well in that scenario to think, right, I'm going to close this and work on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think now as well, now that we have got to that stage where um, it has closed down, we have noticed a huge um, energetic shift in the house as well. Um, the energies have been a lot more positive. And now we've experienced those positive energies and we're more sensitive to it. We know if, like you say, if there is an imbalance in those energies and 
we can pick up on it. And it's often the children actually who who tell me in the first instance if there's something a bit yeah. off balance. Anyway, if if their sleep's disturbed or their moods are disrupted, um, and then I can just check in with my pendulum and I can see if something's going on mm-hmm. because it has happened on the odd occasion that it has reopened, um, and I can just you know close it down again, um, and do a bit of house um, clearance energy wise on on the house, and there is you know, a huge transformation in people's moods, in just the energy in general in the house. It has a huge effect. So what do you mean then by energy clearance in the house? Okay, so um, again, as you become more sort of sensitive to these energies, um, there are some energies that can be described as more dense, I guess, um, and they can get trapped in um, in houses, in, in sort of brick walls, in areas mm-hmm. where those energies can't necessarily escape and it can occur for various reasons um so for example if somebody is a bit agitated um that energy can actually get stuck in your house um and it just takes being aware of it or just checking um with maybe if you have a pendulum just checking and see if there are are any of those trapped energies in your house and you are able to release them um, and all I do, for example, is ask my pendulum, um, are there any detrimental energies in the house? And if the answer is yes, um, then I just ask the guides around me or the light beings surrounding me to help me release them to the light. And as I say, because I'm now sensitive to those energies, you can physically feel an positive energetic shift. And I'm sure you're the same. Most definitely. But I think you've made a really good point there that often sort of the moods that we feel and if those emotions sort of remain stagnant in the atmosphere they then tend to accumulate yeah and I think even people who wouldn't necessarily claim to be energy sensitive or to maybe even believe in what we do they will still probably have had that experience in the past where they've walked into a room and they've just felt the tension in it so even though they're not witnessing an argument they can feel perhaps an argument's just taken place yeah or times where they felt their hair stand up on the backs of their arms and their neck and they just feel a bit uneasy yeah likewise other times where perhaps you go into a place and you just feel really relaxed yeah. at home or there's a person that you enjoy being in their company so I think we all have got some awareness to different degrees it's just that through your openness you started to then refine it and look at different causes and possibilities so rather than just the symptom and the feeling, you're looking for what's going on underneath and what needs to be resolved so that that doesn't occur or it can be shifted Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so important and it can make a huge difference to somebody as well, because as you say, they may not even realise that that was the issue in the first place or a contributing issue mm-hmm. to their moods um, or their family dynamics, etc. And I find that with my clients, because obviously, as you know, I do do energy clearances in properties like you do. And we've done some work together, but I also do a lot of entity release work with clients so they're individuals that have got those detrimental energies attached to them. And sometimes it is just stagnant energy and emotion. Sometimes it's feelings that somebody else in their life has projected onto them and is draining their energy, a bit like an energetic vampire, whereas at other times it can be something more supernatural. And what I find phenomenal is each time those things are cleared and healed and sent to the light and shifted, there's pretty much an instant recovery or improvement within that client that I'm working on. And it's quite miraculous in a lot of ways. And 
it makes me question sometimes how often are we influenced in terms of our mood, in terms of our health and our well-being by other energies that are not part of our own system. Yeah. And I think it happens a whole lot more than people realise because as people do open up um, and, and so many people are opening up spiritually now, or just simply becoming more sensitive to these energies without even knowing about mm-hmm. it. Um, sometimes unconsciously we can invite these energies in, um, which brings me on to another thing that I've learned so much over the past few years about protecting uh, your energy. It's just so important. And I think that's why I ended up creating the online psychic self-defense program yeah. because I know so many people that are spiritually aware spiritually exploring spiritually awakening but even experienced therapists or healers that sometimes forget the basics or don't know how to do the basics of how to ground yourself how to protect yourself how to clear your energy how to clear the energy in your space but it's great for people just in their day-to-day lives even if you're not spiritually aware and I think it's vital I think it's one of those life skills that we should all be taught as to how to protect your energy absolutely I mean, even just this morning, um, you know what it's like in in modern day-to-day life. Um, I'm a mother of uh, two young children. It's easy to become triggered by certain things (laughs) um, and have, you know, one of those mornings where you just, I just felt all over the place this morning. Um, And I got home, I was in a bit of a tears and I just decided to just take myself upstairs and to just check my energy Um, And just by doing that, just even by taking deep breaths and breathing and just relaxing my whole body, um, it just had, it just made the world of difference to me. And I think sometimes we can just be so busy in our day to day life um, that we don't take that time out for ourselves and we don't, you know, take that time for us. And it's just so important for our well being. But it's essential, isn't it? Because if we're, best versions of ourselves that we can be and if we're taking care of ourselves then we can be more of service to the people that we love and care about in the wider world yeah absolutely it's so important and I think that's where I found it really useful meeting you because I, I do know a lot of people in this field but we've been a good help to each other of just checking each other's energies every now and again and I think because I am so involved in this work and the same with you we're both doing it all the time it's just nice that we're able to contact each other and send a message saying, can you check my energy? Can you check the energy in my house? Can you check the energy around the family? Because something seems a bit imbalanced and unsettled. Yeah. Because I think the majority of the time we can shift it on ourselves and our family. Yeah. But sometimes it's harder when it's your own senses and it's trying to perceive what your feelings that are internal to you and what's something external. And also perhaps seeing accurately what's going on around your loved ones. Yes. So it's just nice having that other person that can check in and say, yeah, this was imbalanced, but I've put it right Mm. and I've helped to shift it. And I know I found that really useful. And it's been really lovely just knowing somebody else that is doing this work so often. Just to share some of the experiences with, because it's so alien and so different what we do to normal day-to-day life. It can feel quite isolating at times because you think, well, when people say, ask me on the school run, oh, what have you been up to today? I think I can't tell them I've gone and um, cleared a dark fourth entity and several lost souls off a client and it's been really hard work yeah. because it's just so far out there from everyday comprehension as much as people are very curious about it at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, it's it's just a different world, really. Um, but it's just so fascinating, and I, and I do think there's more people than we realise out there that are so interested in this topic and would absolutely benefit from it from courses like your own and you know educating themselves and like you say it'll just make a huge difference i think it's just awareness as well isn't it absolutely. i mean i was talking to caroline a parapsychologist on one of my earlier podcasts and we were saying there's all these people doing this work in different ways out there and would it be great if we were all more open in the way we discuss it and share it and i think that's one of the benefits now of social media and the internet and these yeah. platforms that we can do things like this podcast to start talking openly about what we do absolutely in a very calm logical rational way because it's going to help other people and it's that oh I've had a similar experience to that or I know somebody that this has happened to and it starts to create a more whole like realistic and rounded picture of what's going on absolutely I mean it's so important for our well-being and I think normalising those conversations, like you say, will be so um, helpful to people. And I guess when you start talking about um, negative energies and negative forces and detrimental energies, it can sound scary to some people. Um, but the point I really want to get across is that it, it's not scary. Um, it's energy. And we are made from energy and it, everything is made from energy. It just It's just some energies are a bit denser than others yes um and it is possible to um to clear it and to heal it and it's not something to be frightened of at all and there are people out there that can help you if you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself most definitely I agree with that and I think as I've learned to sort of overcome my fears because I used to be very frightened of these sorts of things it's helped me to be more settled but also more loving and more giving and more compassionate in my day-to-day life but also with the interactions with any of these detrimental energies Mm -hmm. because I just think that they are a different frequency or a different vibration to me rather than being inherently bad or evil or putting any sort of of my belief systems or any of those perceived ideas that we see in films and on the television and in horror stories under things and it it's allowed me then to deal with those things in a very loving and very compassionate way. Yeah. Because I think no matter how dense something is, it can be transformed. If we are energy, energy transforms and evolves and shifts all the time. And I think that's done through love and kindness. Absolutely. And this, the experience that I've had with working with you and the experiences that I've had myself, often these energies um, have been misled in their own way. Um, and that's very apparent through the work that you do. Yeah. Um, so I really do believe that working with compassion um, with them is the best way to not only help them, but to help the person that they may be attached to or affecting in some way. Um, compassion is definitely the way forward. And I think if anger comes into it or fear in any way, it just exacerbates the situation and it can, it, it doesn't really help. It Compassion doesn't help. definitely it, the way forward. It escalates. It, it does. It, and basically what we're doing is we're being facilitators. Yeah. Just like you, your background is teaching as well. We're both educators. And we know that people learn through modelling. Yeah. And if you think about young children when they are little, unless there's any sort of disabilities, they will notice how you move around, how you walk, how you talk. 
And by the time they're sort of four or five years old, just through that natural process of assimilation and it just being modelled very naturally, they learn how to walk, they learn how to talk, they learn how to create. They learn all of these things that they just absorb without even that direct needing to teach like you would at school. And so I think that's because we model certain behaviour and I think that's what we're doing. We are modelling a different way, which is through kindness and compassion and love. Absolutely. And that's giving them an opportunity to do something different for themselves and recognising there's a different way, which perhaps they didn't know they had that choice before. Absolutely. Um, I've seen the results for myself. It it has um, incredible results. And I think as well, that point on compassion, I think bringing it into everyday life as well, um, having compassion for the people in your life, your friends, your family, people that you see every day when you're walking in the street. Compassion is just um, something that I feel everybody needs to have or should learn to have for other people because I've learned, especially um, through my journey, that we have to respect everybody else's journey as well. Um, Everybody's on their own path. Everybody's at different stages. Everybody's going through different things in their day-to-day life. And it can appear differently for other people. Um, but I just think being compassionate towards other people, you are being a way shower in, in a way. And other people will then hopefully follow in your footsteps. If you're being compassionate to somebody else and somebody observes that, then hopefully they will then go and be compassionate to somebody else in their day, whether it's um, giving somebody a compliment or being patient with somebody that's maybe in a bit of a bad mood Mm -hmm. or doing a good deed for the day, anything like that. I just think not only does it help us to feel better, but it helps other people to feel better as well. And I think in the future, I feel like that's really the way forward. And I think a big turning point for that with me was recognising that a person isn't their behaviour. Absolutely. So somebody might do a behaviour that I don't like. Sometimes I really might dislike that behaviour. Yeah. But that's not the whole of that person. That's just that decision that they've made in that moment in time. So it's recognising that we're not our behaviours. Mm-hmm. And if we've done something wrong in the past, we can heal and forgive that and we can move forward. We don't need to stay stuck in the past. Likewise, we need to have that awareness that other people can grow and change and evolve just as we give ourselves space to do that. And I think that becomes very transformative in the way you then have interactions with each other and it allows for that compassion to grow. Absolutely. It's so important. It really is. So, like you see, you started your journey then with your property. And then it sort of progressed from there. So what then happened next? Oh, lots of things. Um, so I just started to to grow, really. Um, I, was, I was teaching at that point. Um, newly into teaching actually and it was probably something that I didn't really want to be doing at the time and I fully enjoyed working with the students and everything but it was just the educational system that I didn't didn't really like and I mean you can sympathize with that (laughs) um I just found it way too restrictive um so I decided to get myself out of that um and that was actually one of the hugest you know, biggest transformational shifts that I could probably have had most recently because I didn't realise how much 
being in that environment was affecting me. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it just takes, as I keep referring it in my everyday life, to a leap of faith because it really was. And it's it's scary, isn't it? Yeah. When you're earning earning regular money, you're in a job. Um, to take a leap of faith to leave that job to have no regular income. Um, so I took a leap of faith. Um, because, you know, I was so interested in this line of work, um, going more down the energy and uh, spiritual, um, based line of work, basically. Um, so I took a leap of faith and it was from that point, actually, that everything changed for me. Um, I've started to trust myself more, my intuition. Um, there's been very strange, um, sort of synchronicities that have happened. I've met new people. Um, and I think with, like with anything, when you make big changes like that, there's lots of changes. So like you lose, uh, maybe some friends that you were with before, cause they don't quite align with you anymore. Um, there's just huge changes that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all been for the better. And, you know, I'm so grateful for that. Um, it's scary, but it all pays off in the end. Yeah. The universe is there to help us. Definitely. <laughs> and I think what you said there, it's really important about your environment. Because if you're, just like if you had a plant, if you put that in sort of soil that had no nutrients in it, yeah. it was being starved of water, lack of sunlight, it would fail to thrive and it would yeah. poorly. Yeah. Same for us as human beings. If we're in a toxic environment, we're not going to be able to grow and flourish. Yeah. So I think by you removing yourself, you couldn't change the environment that you were in because of the whole structure of the system. So instead you took yourself out of it and you gave yourself that space. And I think by doing that, that does allow that trust to grow because you've taken a decision of what's best for me, what do I need for my well-being? And I can really relate to that, obviously, coming out of the education sector and retraining as a therapist being the best thing I've ever done because it's allowed me to be myself. And I think, like you say, that intuition and that trust in yourself really starts to grow and flourish when you get yourself out of something that isn't working and into something that is much more beneficial for you. Absolutely. It just felt like I wasn't growing at all. I felt like I was stuck. And since leaving, I just felt like, feel like I'm growing. I'm expanding as a person. My awareness is expanding. I'm just happier within myself. Um... Yeah, it's just been transformational. Um, it's been wonderful. So what was it that you taught when you were in schools? Science. So that's really interesting. So you're secondary school science teacher. Yeah, yeah. So how do you reconcile this then? If you're coming from a scientific background and you taught science at secondary school to lots of children, how does this fit? There is so many crossovers between um, this line of work and science. As I say, I'm doing energy work. Um, energy is everything. Um, it cannot be made or destroyed. It simply changes form. Um, and that is essentially the thing that you learn as soon as you start um, <laughs> doing science lessons in school. And through teaching secondary school science, I realised that there are many crossovers to to start off with but there are also a lot of things that don't really quite make sense with the the secondary school education system and the way that I think (laughs) um so I kind of just went along with it um to begin with but that was other that was also one of the other big things that kind of put me off teaching because I felt like what I was teaching 
wasn't true and authentic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hugely important to me. I don't want to be in a job where I don't feel like I'm being my true self. I don't feel like I'm being authentic. And I felt like I was in a job where I was um, almost playing a role. It wasn't mm-hmm. me. Um, and yeah, <laughs> there are huge crossovers between spirituality and science. <laughs> energy being one of the main ones um and i think it's great you recognize that because i tend to find there's quite a big polarity in terms of lots of people you come across are either very spiritual based or they're very this is science this is exactly how it is and a lot of those people tend to confuse what science is that they tend to think it's a hard and fast fact that this has been proven therefore it rules out any other possibility Whereas to me, that's not what science is. It's about exploration. It's about questioning. Absolutely. It's about reevaluating and learning. Yeah. And I think something that we do in our household is we like to look at like quantum physics and quantum mechanics. Just, you know, as you do over an evening. And the more we learn, the more we find out that the things that like sometimes science purports to know, actually it doesn't know. It's sort of the best guesses or the most likely probability at this time with the information we've got available to us. Absolutely. So it's all about keeping that open mind. And I think that's also where there's a lot of similarities between the spirituality and the science. It's all about that open inquiry, that curiosity. Absolutely. To explore what's going on. And I think you need that on both sides. So I think also I've come across a lot of people that are spiritually very closed-minded, that they've got their set beliefs of this is how the world works, this is how we do it. And anyone else that's got any different beliefs are inferior. They're sheep. Various other negative yeah. connotations. And I think it comes back to that compassion and also that willingness to learn. Absolutely. Um, and I think, like you say, we have to be open to everybody's um, opinions, everybody's research. And like you say, that is the whole point in science, that we can explore new things and find out, um, you know, the, the science... Um, is expanding you know even now we're finding out new things about space about all sorts of different things and I feel like the education system doesn't quite move quickly as quickly enough I feel like when I was at school I was learning the same things that the children are learning uh, now and it doesn't spark their curiosity um, and I feel as though they need to be more hands-on with science and that's not necessarily what they're getting in school in some cases uh, and there's also not enough time either in yes. school um, the curriculum doesn't allow it which is very sad mm-hmm. um, so I feel there's a lot a lot of changes that need to be made um, not only in science and education but the whole education system and forward yeah <laughs> um, yeah so obviously you've now moved away from that and you've been doing a lot more energy clearances um, you've been working with water you've been clearing more buildings can you share a little bit about that work okay yeah so um, actually it was uh, my mum who introduced me to all of this as I say my mum is a wonderful person very spiritual um, and we decided to um go to certain churches um where the energy maybe felt a bit dense um that needed clearing i mean i'm guessing a lot of your viewers may have had the experience where they've maybe walked into a historic building such as a church and you get that sort of sense of well for me it's almost like you can't breathe you feel you feel restricted in us in some way 
And that's one of my first signs that there's something um, going on within a building. When I first walk into that that building and, you know, there's that instant feeling of not being able to breathe and almost suffocation. And I think at Lincoln Prison in the castle, that's a place where a lot of people feel that feeling. So yes. particularly in that sort of area where there is sort of the pulpit and the church pews and everything. Yes. And there's certain like cells that you go into, you think, Yes. Oh, I don't feel like I can breathe here either. You get very uncomfortable. Yeah. Thing. Well, that is um, a huge sign that there is a lot of trapped energy there. And maybe there's been a lot of sort of historical events that have happened there that may have not been too great. Um, so basically, um, we go in and essentially we um, clear the energy. Um, and we do that by uh, bringing in the light. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see that dense um, energy as kind of almost darkness in a way, the way I visualise it. So by bringing in the light, it kind of transmutes that energy, um, releases it and allows it to become lighter and brighter. And there is an instant um, change in that energy and it does feel more harmonious, more balanced. And I love that feeling afterwards when you've done a clearance and just everything feels so calm, so serene. Yeah. And... I quite like it as well and it feels like it happens too often to be a coincidence but it can be a really dull grey day like it is here today and you can be doing the energy clearance and the moment the work's done all of a sudden the sun will break through yeah. the clouds as if from nowhere and the whole room will just light up Yeah, and it may be a coincidence but I don't think it is I think it's just that sign to say yeah well done you've yeah. done the work everything's a lot better now Yeah, but it just feels so much nicer. Yeah, and that often happens to us as well. And the sun comes through those beautiful stained glass windows and you get all the sort of different colours dancing on the floor and it just feels so wonderful. Um, Another way that we also do it is um, through uh, music. So um, there's a lot of um, different frequency music Mm -hmm. that you can play and it just brings in that high vibrational energy and helps move on some of that dense energy. Um, though we have found in some cases that by simply bringing in the light or using um, frequency music that it's not not quite good enough. Um, so sometimes what we have to do is we have to really um, go inward, so go into sort of a meditative state yeah. and um, really explore what's happening there. Um, because in some cases there's been some real atrocities that have happened in those buildings and simply by just acknowledging what's happened there mm-hmm. um, and it's often trapped souls in that case. Yep. Um, they just want somebody to listen to them and to hear their frustration and their worry and their anger mm-hmm. and then once somebody's acknowledged that then they feel like they can then move on. And, and I would most definitely agree with that. That's something I've experienced both with clients I work with and obviously when I have a client sat in front of me um, an entity will often sort of speak through them so I will ask the entity a direct question I'll ask it to give the answer back to my client and the client then to feed back to me so sometimes I'm hearing Mm -hmm. what's actually gone on but then when I'm doing it either remotely so sometimes I'll work from home and project myself to somewhere don't quite know the ins and outs really how that works I can't explain it in a scientific way I just know that's what I do and it has a positive, profound impact from whatever I'm dealing with. Or even if I'm in a place, it's that it's that interaction, it's that going within. So it's getting myself into a meditative state and like you say, finding out what's gone on, what are the issues and providing that healing. And sometimes it's just listening 
sometimes it's they need some sort of therapy or support themselves and that extra help and love and guidance so that you can then shift it on mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really profound work and you do instantly mm-hmm. feel the results of it don't you yeah um yeah and also we've been working with the water as well um there's been quite a lot of scientific research actually on water and that water has a memory wow um so the there is a man called Emoto yep um he's done a lot of research on water and he's actually found that if you take a bottle of water or a sort of body of water and you say positive affirmations to it so for example I love you um beautiful all positive things and then if you have another body of water or a bottle of water and you say all negative things to it like I hate you um etc there is a huge um difference in the molecular structure of the water and the patterns that are formed within that water so the water that has had all the positive affirmations they form beautiful um patterns and shapes but the one uh, the um water that's had um the hate directed to it all of the patterns are all distorted and um us ourselves our bodies are made up of such a high percentage of water um and the fact that water has a memory you know our thoughts and the environment that we are in have a huge impact on our own bodies Mm -hmm. um and i think that's also um, a really good lesson to learn and it's something that I've been doing recently actually I know you've been doing a lot of positive affirmations on your social media which yeah. have been really helping me oh good um but for, for people who have maybe self-worth issues and I was one of those and I still am mm-hmm. um for example I've been standing in front of the mirror um and it was really really difficult at, at the start um to say these affirmations to myself because you really need to feel them in your body mm-hmm. you know and the first few times I did say them it was sort of hollow words you know I love you Amy but I didn't really feel it and then as I practice more and more and more um you get you know you start to feel it more you know I love you Amy and it has a huge impact on your self-worth and this research that um Emoto has done with water it really ties in with um you know our emotions and um, also the work that we've been doing with the water, um, bodies of water such as rivers and streams and ponds, um, of course they have, um, you know, memory as well. They hold on to anything that's happened in that water. And so, for example, if anything negative has happened in a body of water and a stream has taken it into the sea, for example, now the sea holds on to that negative. Um, wow, so it's like a pollutant almost. Absolutely. But then if you turn it on the flip side, mm-hmm. um, you could treat those waters with beautiful, positive um, affirmations. We've been treating water with homeopathy and that water then is now balanced, aligned, beautiful and it will flow and it will flow under people's houses. It will flow to different um, ponds, rivers, streams, lakes, even out to the sea. And we've also discovered that um, wherever water goes, those energies are amplified. Well, um, so homeopathy or positive aff- affirmations going out to the sea. Imagine, you know, the impact that that's going to have on so many different people and the earth. And it's just that's amazing. And what I found really interesting is, as I discovered you were doing that work, mm. 
I also discovered other friends. So Kirsty, I discovered yeah. my friend Lindsay and Octavia. They were all separately, without you all interacting with each other, all having this same mission, this same idea being given that we need to cleanse and balance and harmonise the water yeah. so that it can spread. And I think that was really fascinating for me. Yeah. And I really started to think about the water more and just thinking about where water, tra water travels. Mm -hmm. So that water not only goes to the land, but anything that's connected to that land, any energies around the land. Yeah. But also we consume the water. So anything that's in our body that's impure or not very nice, anything negative we're holding on to, then gets flushed out of our system and back into the water system. Absolutely. So the water we consume has probably already gone through several other people's bodies and it will maybe lots more over time and also travelled a great distance mm. to get to us. So it's really important that we look after the water. I mean, obviously we know about really we shouldn't be having lots of chemicals and toxins and pollutants in it, but also it's what energy is it being in contact with. So now I've become much more aware of the water we're using in our house. I'm not always great at it, I forget, mm. but when I remember before I have my glass of water, I try and put those positive intentions in just to bless it and say thank you and just to ask that any lower energies are cleared and positives brought in so that it can have a great effect on my body and my well-being as well as anywhere else it's going to travel. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I was going to mention. That's something that I've been doing as well recently. And I think the more people that are aware of it and the more people that can do it, the effects are just going to be wonderful, not only on the person drinking it, but like you say, for everybody else. And I think it's one of those things, there'll be a few people listening to this that think, oh, it's too far-fetched. Yeah. And I'd say that's okay. But I'd say even if you think about, say, the placebo effect, and if you think about the placebo effect, it is basically a psychological state where the body decides it's going to heal because of something we're doing or not mm -hmm. doing. And even medications, they have to be tested against, are they more effective than the placebo effect to help get the approval? So even if this energy stuff's too far-fetched for you, even if you see oh, water, consciousness, memory, the fact that you are spending a few moments to put those positive intentions into it, that it's going to help to heal your body, that it's going to bring goodness into your body, that's going to be using that placebo effect in a really positive way to help promote a sense of well-being within your system. So I think regardless of your beliefs, whether you can relate to what we're saying or not, there's massive benefits and massive potential in spending time thinking about the water that we use in a really positive way. Absolutely. Even if it's just for your own self worth saying those wonderful affirmations before you do anything, you know, and even better if it's around water, um, it'll just have a, a huge um, uplift for your own uh, moods and emotions during the day and it'll really help you. So I'd recommend to try it. <laughs> I'm going to be more mindful of that now. I'd like to say I'm going to be more mindful always. But sometimes it's hard to say it all the time. So at least for the next week, whilst it's in my mind, but I'll keep coming back to it and I'll keep reminding myself of it. So thank you for that. <laughs> so obviously, we've now known each other for about a year. Yeah. And part of that journey is you training to be a professional therapist. And you've been on a journey to become a past life regression therapist. You've been training with me and you're now qualified and you're all ready to get going with your business. So what has that part of the journey brought for you? Wow, it's just been amazing. Um, I always remember when I was sat at the Mind Body Spirit event listening to one of your talks and just I just had this voice in my head going, sign up, sign up, sign up. <laughs> um, everything that you were saying at that talk just totally resonated with me. 
Um, and it was stuff that I'd been looking into anyway, and I just had to be on the course. And since joining the course, not only have I gained a great friend um, mm -hmm. in yourself, um, I've met wonderful, like-minded people. We've got such a great group from that we course. Have. We're still in contact most days. We yeah. have, yeah. It's just fascinating. Um, but not only that, it has, A, given me uh, a wonderful line of work that I just can't wait to get started, uh, you know, in doing. I have learned so much, um, not only about myself, um, but about others. Um, and when we were talking about compassion, I think a lot of that compassion that I'm learning to have for other people has stemmed from um, the past life course because you get to see um, so many different aspects and so many different perspectives on people's lives mm -hmm. and why they could be in that particular position or why they have done that particular thing. Um, and it just makes you see everything from such a higher perspective um, that you just can't help but be inspired by it. And, um, you know, anybody who is considering or interested in past life regression, I would fully recommend doing the course because oh, it's just amazing. I mean, it is. And I'm quite happy to say it's life altering. And I think absolutely, and my life changes and progresses every time I train on the course. Yeah. But also it's great seeing how you as students all evolve not only therapeutically to become really competent therapist, yeah. but also the things you learn and discover about yourself and the, the healing that takes place. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Absolutely. And I'm a firm believer as well that anybody who wants to do sort of healing with other people, you know, you've got to do your own healing yourself. Absolutely. Um, not only for, you know, to make sure that your own body is in balance, but to learn things from it. Um, and your experiences that you've been through as well, you may be able to use that to help other people. And I think that's what it's all about. Definitely. You know, learning and growing and passing on that that knowledge to others and helping others, you know. I agree, definitely. Yeah. And I think I really enjoyed it this time on the course as well because we had one day where, unfortunately, we had one of the other students with poorly. And so it left an odd number for the groups. And also my assistant that helped me uh, was away doing some important energy work. So it meant that I had to step in and I had a past life regression and you got to give me a past life regression. And you were brilliant. You handled it so well because it wasn't a straightforward past life regression either. So I think because I've been on this journey for some time, I said a good few years ago, universe, bring it on. I want to clear everything. <laughs> so that has really opened up not only clearing stuff from this life, but past lives. And they're getting more obscure the more I experience them. And you just handled it in such a calm, clear way. And you just went with it. So I'd highly recommend if anyone's listening, book in with Amy. She's great. Any of oh, my graduates are great. <laughs> but it was a really wonderful experience. And that helped me shift another layer. And I think that brought us to closer together as a group because we had quite a transformative experience that weekend. Well, throughout the whole process. So as well as learning about the past lives we've had, we were also doing elements of energy clearance throughout the course. We did, and it was it was always amazing because we would come to the week, you know, the weekend where we're we're all face to face and um, practicing on on each other, and we w weren't ever quite sure what was going to happen on those weekends. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, uh, you had something planned and it kind of went off on a tangent, but the tangent was always something that needed to happen definitely and it's amazing how the universe works in that way to ensure that we're always learning and growing and 
um, whatever experiences that are happening are always for our highest healing and, and, and our highest benefit at that time. And I think it's really trusting that it's almost that surrender, isn't it? That we yeah. aren't the best for ourselves, but then it's surrendering that we will be given what we need. It's not always what we want, but we're always given what we need to help us to Absolutely. heal, learn and grow. And I think that perspective really changes the way you perceive things. It empowers the individual. Absolutely. Because no longer do you feel like you're a victim and things are being done to you. Mm-hmm you realise you're a part of that experience in a really potentially wonderful and creative way. You can't always control what's happening to you externally, but what you can choose is how you perceive it, what lessons you learn and how you go forwards with those. Yeah, I think perception is, is, is a huge one. Um, and in that first past life regression session that I had with you, where we went into um, the life in between lives, mm-hmm. was a huge... Uh, realization for me that I have essentially chosen what um, you know some of the things that I'm experiencing in this lifetime now and it does it instantly gets you out of that victim mindset um, and you start to take responsibility for your own thoughts and what's going on in your life and perception is one of those huge ones because if um, like me, I mean, I went through the dark night of the soul in, in 2016, you know, where you go into that hole and you, you don't really see a way out, you know, sometimes. And um, through changing your thought patterns and becoming more positive, you attract more positive to you. It's like mm-hmm. a magnet, isn't it? Most definitely. If you've got negative thoughts and negative belief patterns and you're in that victim mindset, it's like a magnet to attract like for like, you know. Yeah. Um, and it is so hard to change, you know, your mindset. But honestly, if if you can do that, just by making little steps every single day, it will have a huge transformational effect on your life. And that's the thing. It's not about an end goal that you have to get somewhere no. in a certain amount of time. It's about that consistent taking little steps. Yeah. It's acknowledging your shadow. It's becoming aware of when you get triggered. And rather mm. than just reacting thinking, okay, what can I do to heal this so that this situation doesn't represent itself in another way in the future? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can do that for ourselves. And then other times it is a case of going to see somebody like you or I that have got the therapeutic skills to start to help you to have new skills to shift and heal it. And I think when you commit to that journey, life becomes better. Not always easier no, because you get these struggles but instead of seeing them as a problem, we see them as something to overcome yeah. so that they're not going to come forwards again in the future and it's going to leave you feeling better and more happy and more fulfilled. Absolutely. And more your authentic self. Absolutely. And I like to look back at, and I'll just mention the dark night, night of the soul, but when I had mine in 2016, I like to look back at it now. Um, and it's almost like you're a seed planted in <laughs> the soil and there's all darkness around you and that darkness is the soil. And you're just waiting to sprout into that glimpse of light. And then from that point on, you just grow and grow and grow. So again, it's all about perception. The dark night of the soul, it may seem hard. It may seem difficult at the time, but it's necessary in order to grow, in order to expand and to move forward in your life in a really positive way. It's all about perception. I completely agree and I remember being in the dark night of the soul and it was the most painful, difficult period of my life and at the time I was just thinking, why won't this end? It's awful, I feel horrible, I feel completely lost and struggling but now I've gone through it 
I wouldn't change a moment of it. No. Because it's helped to shape who I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me to recognise I'm on a continual path of self-development, of spiritual development, of healing and of well-being. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so true for me as well. And there'll be a lot of people that are going through it at the moment. So, you know, I just want to get the point out there that, it, you know, there is hope and, you know, you're going to be absolutely fine, you know. And I think that's a key message there, that there is always hope. Yeah. And so we're over to you now. Have you got a final message that you would like to share with our listeners today before we sign off? Um, I just want to say thank you for listening. Um as I say, I, I also wanted to mention as well that I am starting um, my business in, in March. So I will be offering um, past life regression sessions, um, Reiki, um, crystal healing. And I'm also trained in animal communication as well. Um, and I will be um, online. So I will have online and face-to-face appointments available. And my face-to-face appointments um, will be from Mercury House in Gainsborough at this moment um, and my website is www.healingwithamy.co.uk so you can find me on there. That's so exciting I love it every time one of my graduates gets going they get their website or something going they start taking clients they say they're getting ready I just I'm filled with so much pride and so much joy and happiness and I think that's one of the lovely things about this journey as well is that when you start taking care of yourself, taking responsibility for yourself and healing yourself, it frees you up just to be happy for other people for where they are on their journey. Absolutely. And it builds this lovely, supportive community where we're all working together now to help lots of others. And so, Absolutely. well done. I'm really proud of you. And thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your message with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for all of your help. And um, uh, just another quick little message as well. I would totally recommend um, Debbie's, any of Debbie's courses. She is just one of the most amazing teachers. Um, and thank you for listening. Have a good day. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you are interested in what we do, please go to my website, www.tranquil-awakenings.co.uk As well as information on the therapies I offer, there is also links to my Past Life Regression Therapist Programme and my Professional Hypnotherapy Training Programmes. If you are looking for online training for self-development, please go to debbieison.thinkific.com And also remember to follow me on social media Simply on Facebook, type in Tranquil Awakenings to find my business page. And I'm also on Instagram. I love hearing from you. Please do send any comments or questions. And if you have any ideas of what you would like me to talk about on future episodes, please do send me a message.